This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, One World Group, a literary group. I'm Jackie Aguirre-Gross, and I'll be leading you through the adventures of Flynn. So sit back, close your eyes, and let your mind explore the world of Flynn von Longarine. Episode 4, Berlin. Jay, lying in her bed, reached for her phone. She wanted to make sure Marcus made it all right. It was after midnight. She texted Marcus, and he responded right away. He was home. Jay also learned that Marcus had spoken to his brother about David's letter. Jay got out of bed and descended the stairs. She stood outside David's room. She could hear David. He was still up and working. She knocked at the door and opened it. David was sitting on his bed, staff paper in front of him, composing a song. He muttered to himself as he wrote the tune that was going through his head onto the paper. To Jay, it looked as if he was having an interior dialogue with someone. David, Marcus made it home, and he spoke to his brother about your letter. It's just a matter of time whether anything pans out. David jumped with a start. He was so engrossed with his song, he hadn't noticed Jay was standing in his room. Jay laughed. David, I have something that might help you. Jay walked out, and a moment later she brought in a foldable keyboard. I saw these online, and I ended up ordering one. The keyboard, at first glance, appeared to be a square of some sort. Jay meticulously unfolded the keyboard. She handed David a full-sized keyboard. It was white and contained dials and switches, allowing various sound combinations to be selected. Here, this is an 88-key piano, and it even sounds like a real one. It's to help you with your composition. Jay demonstrated the various features. David smiled and looked in awe. It charges up here, and it's good to go now. David tried the chords he was working on, and the piano worked perfectly. Did you hear about Marcus? We will hear in a few days. David nodded, and Jay left the room. She was tired and ready for bed. David spent the rest of the night using the portable piano, composing a whole array of songs. He used all the features, percussions, guitar sounds, rock organ. David tried to busy himself so that he didn't have to think about the possibilities of the letter. As David composed his songs, he minded what would actually work for the violin and for any other instrument. All along each line of music, and at each chorus, David could hear a wailing electric guitar in the background. For one moment, he actually saw in his mind the shape of a man standing in what appeared to be a forest. He only saw his shadowy shape due to the bright light in the forest, but the figure had long dark hair that flowed with the tempo of the guitar. Ripples of currents flowed as if a stone was thrown into a pond and the figure was gone. Life went on as usual in the little music school. 
The thought of Marcus's brother wasn't spoken of. It was too much to think of. It was like a wish, a wish that one would make that was beyond any reasonable expectation, and the assumption of it coming true was just absurd. David tried to put it out of his mind, and by the end of the third day, it was almost filed away in the archives. Jay had just finished the morning dishes, and the plumber had just left. He serviced the public lavatory. Everything was going as any other day. Hans was organizing the pieces he, Schneider, and Wilhelm would play, a quartet. Hans could also play the cello. He was trying to decide who would play the first violin. Would it be Schneider or Wilhelm? Marcus was already delegated to play the 12-course double-headed lute. They needed a viola. The sound of finger exercises was filling the room. Miss Dodo and Dopey were already working. Hannon reverberated through the walls. Schneider was just starting Bach Chacon when a voice bellowed, Stop! Wilhelm, who was already a semi-professional, sat back and laughed. He knew, and he was so proud of Schneider. Cousin Hans looked at Wilhelm and both nodded. Schneider, you're going to lead our trio in this piece instead. It was by Bach. Allegro from the Trio Sonata, number 2, 526. Schneider grinned from ear to ear, and he bounced up and down. His little half-raised ears flopped happily, and he howled, Ow! Jay stuck her head in the room at the sound of the howl, and she asked, Has a decision been made? Cousin Hans clapped his hands together, and Wilhelm announced that the leader of their trio was going to be none other than Schneider. Schneider took his musical part in his paws and held it to his chest. He stood there moved beyond words. Finally, he whispered, I am so honored. Smiles were all around the room when the shop's telephone began to ring. Jay answered the phone. Hello? She then switched to English. Oh my gosh, really? Seriously? Let me find him. The room became quiet, all eyes on Jay. She put her hand over the receiver and yelled out, David, it's Michael. He's Marcus's brother. David, the phone. The sound of bounding footsteps was heard on the stairs and David appeared, out of breath, with sweat breaking out on his brow. David took the phone from Jay. This is David. David's expression was tense. He was half shaking and working to keep his voice steady. David stopped speaking. He just nodded as he listened to the voice on the other side of the line. David then read off the fax number they were using for the shop and he hung up the phone. Jay heard the fax number and she brought her laptop over to David. She had logged into the account already. David's hand shook, his body shook, as he moved the pointer to click on the inbox. And there it was, a new transmission from a number from the United States. 
David stood still. He just stared at the number. Dopey made his way over to David. He leapt up onto his shoulder and nuzzled David. Go on, click on it. David looked at Dopey's weathered eyes and nodded.